Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Today we're going to start asking the question of what is the hype about baby Jesus? When we look at this time, you know, we're about to wrap up this Christmas season, and it's just, a, it's a really fun time for a lot of us, right? We, we've got this celebration going on, we're gathering with family, some of us, some of us are not, COVID considerations and whatnot, we're exchanging gifts, and a lot of us are celebrating this birth of some kid named Jesus. And so I just want to dive into this idea, what is the big deal about Jesus? Who is he? What is this meant for us? And we're not going to do such a deep dive on the authenticity of his birth and all that kind of stuff. There's sermons and books and stuff written on that and maybe another show another time. But I want to really kind of highlight what the big deal is, how it impacts our culture, and what does that mean for us as people on a daily basis. So uh, real quick, you know, as, as I was getting ready for this, I was remembering I was back when I was probably seven, uh, like one of 15 memories I think I have. But uh, we're sitting down, and it was one Christmas Eve in particular, and it was my grandparents, my cousins, my uncles and aunts, and I just remember we were sitting down listening to my great-grandfather read this story from Luke chapter 2, this story of the birth of Jesus Christ. And um, it was just kind of cool, you know, to think about this story that we were celebrating. And at the time, you know, I was little, I don't, I don't remember the details. I had to even look up to figure out which passage it was that he was reading. But when you look at that, you know, that story is almost 2000 years old and, and it still leads such an impact on our culture. So it was just, just really cool. And I know a lot of you guys who are listening probably have similar traditions that you're maintaining in this. And, and, you know, Lord willing, we have something like that in our family later too. And so we know just from the impact that it has individually on us as a culture, the fact that we celebrate this December 25th, and obviously it's the wrong date, okay? We're not, we're not saying that this is the day that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, but it's symbolic of that, that it has impacted our, our culture and our world. So a couple key details that we're just going to kind of touch on lightly. One, Jesus was born from immaculate conception, meaning that there was no sexual interaction that she, Mary specifically, had never been with a man before, but that that God had given her Jesus in the womb, and that was a miracle that had happened. And so he was um, Mary's genes and then, you know, God's genes. So that's a really awesome detail. The timing, um, if we look at the timing of Jesus' birth and the ruling parties at that time, specifically where he was conceived and how they traversed the distance where he was born in the manger. That's a really big detail, and I encourage you, if you have some time, go look into that. That's really neat. Um, We also look at this idea of the wise men, uh, the wise men who bring gifts, which is a lot of where we get this giving gifts tradition from, uh, and how they found him following the North Star and their journey as they um, went through, and and really, I mean, how long they traveled. You know, they had been traveling for a few years up until they, before they met Jesus. It wasn't just a a hop and a skip over, you know, in the car. It was several years of journeying to to get to this point where, where Jesus was. And the biggest thing really is that in the Christian belief system, and I really believe beyond that, I think this is fact, and if you want to do research, you want to challenge this, and then go look at the science behind this, but but this is the act of God becoming man. And God, you know, who's ultimate in power outside of time and space, sacrificing his perspective, his infinite perspective, to come down for this time of 30-some-odd years and be a human, 100% God and 100% man, It's just really, really crazy, really, really crucial details. We look at why this is so important. That those are details for the public. As relates to the Christian perspective, then we've got to kind of start looking at a couple more details. One, this 
act of, of God becoming man, Jesus becoming flesh, is the start of the demonstration for who we are to act like. You know, as a Christian, we are to be Christ-like. That's what Christian means. So to be Christ-like, well, what does that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, we see some attributes of God the Father and as part of the Trinity, and we start to see his holiness and, and being right and following laws and, and certain things that he sets up for us. But in Jesus, we see the other aspects of his personality. We see that he loves us, and we see grace more abundantly exemplified and really just an opportunity to see what it means to love the world as Jesus did. And so for Christians, we start to see that in the character of Jesus, which we see it starts with the birth. And we also have to understand that that this birth, God becoming man, was most important because if he had not done so, then we would still be wondering how we can do forgiveness of sins. And, and the Old Testament makes it very clear that the old sacrificing animals and stuff for our sins was never meant to really atone for our sins, but rather be an example of Jesus in his coming later in life. And so this really gives us this idea that this this baby was born for the purpose of redeeming the world. And that's that's amazing. And I guess that's not just Christian specific, but when you start to realize and live this life of a Christian, it really does have uh, some really cool implications on there. So just some cool details there. What is this hype about Jesus Christ, the baby Jesus? It's that God became man to save you and I. That's the hype. We have this crazy time in culture right now where we've got COVID, we've got gifts to unwrap, we've got families to see and COVID, and we've got stress, partly from families and partly from COVID. We have adventures. You know, some of us like me are, are in this new season of marriage, and that's awesome and exciting. And honestly, we just need that simple truth. That at the end of the day, this season, this celebration, the time that we have work off, the time that we're celebrating and enjoying company, hopefully, is really about the fact that God became man today. And, and not today, literally, we know that, but symbolically today. And, and that's just a great way to start off the new year. It's important that we just remind ourselves of that in all the stress and all the things that are going on, especially in this year, 2020. Thank goodness it's almost over, right? But we just need to remember that this is the reason for the season. And I know the season is technically over, but it's the reason for the rest of our year too. It's one of the biggest things we need to consider as we get ready for 2021. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this, and you have to know that that this God became a child, lived a life as a human, and died on that cross just because he wanted to save you. And the reality is that we read that he would have done that, all of that, crucifixion and all, just for one person, just for you and, and, and his love for you. And that, that's, that's the hype. And as I was reflecting, you know, as on this season and just wrapping it up in my mind, you know, cause I'm, I'm really excited for next year. I'm really excited for all the things that, that are going to happen. I, I was reflecting on this time when I was speaking at this high school and someone asked me, you know, what, what was it like to become a Christian? I was noticeably not a Christian before I was 16, and at least to a lot of my friends, you know, to adults and a lot of other people, I played the played the good Christian card a whole lot. But to those who knew me, they it was obvious I, I wasn't a Christian. Maybe I said I was a Christian, but I was kind of one of those, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian on Sunday and and not most other days of the week. And that reputation had you know been around, and so I became this Christian, and it was a, a transformation for me. And I'd never thought about this question before. What was it like? And I mean, I had thought about it in some tense, but how how do I describe this change to someone else? And um, I 
as I was sitting there in this room, I think it was Mr. Piercy's classroom at a lunch period, I was just like, well, how do I describe this? And, and God gave me this image. And I just want to share it with you uh, during this time. And so if you could take a second, find a quiet place and close your eyes. This is something that as I was sharing it, it was, it was kind of weird. Usually when I talk and tell stories, I can, I'm remembering what I'm telling you. I'm seeing it kind of like I'm seeing a movie, but this one is different. I was seeing the thing I was describing first, and then I was describing it. And after this day, I remember I went to a cop shop and just finished this illustration out. And uh, it's meant to be seen. I saw it, and I'm trying to describe it to you. And, and you know, maybe someday we'll make a little clip. I'll have to uh, give a throw out to some of my videography friends and figure out how we can do that. But I want you to take a second, find a quiet place, close your eyes, and really listen, as long as it's safe to do so. And um, just kind of visualize this with me. Visualize this um, image that God gave me for, for my transformation. And if this sounds familiar, then I have a small message for you at the end of this. This chair. is called Familiar Shadows. There they are. They follow me, not rushed. Yet, no matter how fast I run, always there. My familiar shadows. The darkness that follows me. Pain are in their footsteps. Tears are their vice, but not only mine, also those who we meet. They were me, or rather, together we walked the earth, and I was their master and their slave. A union of darkness that knew no light. I woke up. I opened my eyes and there is nothing. I lift my hands, yet all I see is darkness. I can move. I take a step, slowly, and then another, walking I know not where. And I trip. I fall. There the pain comes, and it's all I know. A comfort in the dark. My only comfort. I scream, but my only response is my echo. I'll just turn back. Back where? I crawl blindly, finding a rock I'll hold onto, finally safe. I hold this rock as it turns to ash. And I must find another. And another. And another. This is reality. Surrounded by nothing, because that's what matters. Then I hear them, finally, those who care, or rather, those who say they do. But they are just masks, figments of my last hopes. All there is, is nothing. There's a pole in my hand, someone softly pulling me. Pulling me gently, but I'm numb. So I follow. Cold, unaware, no, warmth in my hand, where my stranger has taken hold. I look at my hand puzzled, and I stare at its rigid surface, realizing that it's there as I come into focus. I look up, a pale moon that was never there before, and I notice my shadow, not just a result of an absence of light, but who I am. I see him now. I take a step towards a hill, and my shadow yells. It bakes. It pulls. I push forward, crawling and scraping. I see light, a light greater than ever imagined, and all I want is to be alive, to feel, to see.
I run, and my shadow pulls me down again and again, and I keep fighting. And as I nest, as I near the crest of the hill, there is a man, a man on a cross. He looks at me, blood dripping down his brow. Through labored breathing, he smiles, and this man knows me. He has been waiting. And he says, you are forgiven. My shadow is gone. It cannot be in this place with this man who was my stranger. I fall to my knees and I weep as I praise my Savior. I am free. I drive these roads and I see them. My shadows beckoning me, calling me back, and they don't hold me now. I am a child of light. I know them, though. They were me. They were the face I saw in the mirror. They were without love. They were without hope. Only knowing pain and loneliness, they are my familiar shadows behind me because they are not me. I am redeemed. It is finished. So what's the hype about baby Jesus? Baby Jesus would live in life as a human being, sacrificing his infinite perspective so that he could redeem us from the sins, from our familiar shadows, pay the price for, for that, and give us access to grace that only he could provide. For me, I was jumping from one thing to the next. Because that's that's all there was. These these crutches, these vices, these these pillars that would turn to ash and just in time for me to find another one and another one and another one. And and I would hurt people and I would say things and I would I would have this lifestyle that, that was selfish. And nothing quite fit the bill until I met Jesus. Until he redeemed me, until he showed me a better way. And, and that's why we're having this conversation. That's why this is a crucial conversation because I know that I'm not the only one out there. And I know even for us Christians out here, a lot of us, we, we get distracted by living life. And, and that this causes us to, to not spend time with Jesus. It causes us to lose perspective. It causes us to act selfishly. And God calls us back in this season, or a season of remembrance where we can remember when God became man so that we can have salvation. So, when we look at this time, if you're someone who's a Christian and you're just like, man, I, I feel like I'm stuck in that cycle of, of going from pillar to pillar, then, then just remember the God that, that saved you. Go back to that hill and sit at his feet and spend time with him. Re-invite him to be with you. If you're not a Christian, then I've got some good news. The good news is that it, it's available to anyone, and it's really, really simple. It's great. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And don't run. The whole raising from the dead conversation, that's more of an Easter thing. We're going to save that from later. The Spark Notes version is that Jesus died. He truly died. He was dead for three days, and he came back. And that is the same path. We have to die to ourselves. We have to acknowledge that he did as well. And, and we are going to be able to step into the family of God. 
I do want to break this down a little bit because there's this whole movement called the Feel Good Church, and I just want to be super clear with you. If you are someone who wants to take this path, then when it says confess with your mouth, this is an acknowledgement of your past wrongs and your need for Jesus. This isn't a license to sin. This is, I've messed up, I'm not perfect, and I need the one who is perfect to come into my life to make up for the things that I've done wrong. You're not committing to being perfect. Please know that's, <laughs> Christians still sin. That's the whole reason we have Jesus in our lives, okay? But you are committing to pursuing a better way. It's not that you can do anything to deserve this salvation, but that you're accepting the gift that is Jesus. The second thing is believing in your heart, truly believing that God has the power to heal and save you. Because it's not of our own works that we're saved, but by his grace alone. So we have to acknowledge that we've messed up and, and decide to leave those familiar shadows behind us and choose to acknowledge that they're not, they are not of us because he has a better plan for us. So if you are someone who has decided to do that or even just recommitted, let us know here on Carlos Talks or, or let someone know in your life. Let someone know publicly that you're doing this thing because that's that really matters. They can hold you accountable. They can remind you what's going on. And most importantly, they can get you involved in a community where you can take steps forward, where you can find people to encourage you during these hard times. If you need a church, we'll help you find a church. I don't care if you're in Oklahoma. I will go research it, churches in your city. You let us know. We will help you. This is your opportunity right now to either recommit or commit for the first time to follow the God who saves. And the only thing you have to do is, it, is confess your sins and believe in your heart that he did this thing for you. That's it. So we hope you had a great Christmas. We hope that you understand what the, the big deal about the baby Jesus is. And we hope you have an amazing new year. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.